Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Uh, happy 2021 to everybody out there. Strip Club DJ podcast, a very brief hiatus, but we are definitely back. First pot of the new year. Yeah, Gio Paul Ermo is in the building. What's up, man? What up, what up? Not much, just hanging. We got um, we got a few, uh, you know, uh, topics, some sports, and then we have Deer Sea Hustle. So we're going to get into Deer Sea Hustle first, and um, then we're going to talk about a couple of your home teams and a couple other uh couple other stories yeah all right well here we go let's start it off see hustle my co-worker dj is a massive trumper and has been going non-stop but no one cares his most recent trope is that he has taken to arbitrarily stating that joe biden desecrated christ <laughs> i don't consider myself republican or democrat but what the hell man I don't even know where to begin. Please help me decode, decode this QAnon madness. That's from J-Mall in Staten Island. <laughs> All right, J-Mall. If he actually said Joe Biden desecrated Christ, you cannot engage this person in reasonable dialogue. Fair point. So you just got to avoid it, not feed into it, and... I mean, what do you think? Would you try to try to come over the top and say, "No, he's actually the only the second Catholic president"? That's a good. That's a good follow up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I think like, if he's really, I mean, Joe Biden. I mean, what's his what's his argument? Like, what's the argument this uh, coworker's making? If he's QAnon, he probably says Joe Biden desecrated Christ because he he. Uh, had that weird video where he was like had the kids and he was talking about hairy knees or something his hairy legs yeah <laughs> should we actually put that audio in here in post-production just so people know we're not so yeah i just i guess if you're going to come back you can come back with actually joe biden is only the second catholic president or maybe he's the third um but otherwise i would say just just don't get involved in it especially now you know um the Don is out of the Oval. So hopefully it'll just die down a little bit. What do you think? I mean, is that appropriate? Yeah, I think that's cool. I think what's going to be interesting is because uh, uh, this person says they don't consider themselves Republican or Democrat. So I'm going to be really interested to see what their take is on how the media portrays the Biden presidency and what they uh, harp on and, and celebrate and basically just how they cover everything compared to how they cover Trump. I, I'm just really, I don't know what that's going to be. And I'm not saying I have any idea what that is, but to me, that'll be really interesting. And as someone who is writing in and saying that they're pretty much middle of the road, I'd be interested to see what they think. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been able to watch a lot of these programs. I couldn't watch the inauguration or the um, like Trump leaving. I couldn't, I couldn't watch either one. The grand departure. And everyone's like, oh, this J-Lo performance is so weird. It's like, hello, if you saw J-Lo's New Year's performance, you knew that that's what she's doing right now is weird performances. Because her New Year's performance with Seacrest was very weird. Interesting. It involved a Aerosmith Dream On cover. That's... As part of like a larger medley. That's very interesting. J-Lo's on a mission to prove that she can sing. By the way, just like while we're on this topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's she was like going crazy with the dream on thing. 
badass. You didn't see it? Which one did you watch on New Year's? I didn't watch anything. I don't even remember. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't miss much. The Carson Daly one was weird. The Anderson Cooper one was weird. Uh, the Seacrest one was weird. But you know that going in, you know, yeah. Seacrest is also he's carrying the torch of the legacy of Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve. That's like the official one. Yeah, that's that's know? yeah, absolutely. That was the only reason I watched it, but. I don't know. I felt like maybe I missed out on a few funny moments with Anderson Cooper that like went viral. <laughs> but uh all right, so let's see. Maybe we I'm not sure if we're gonna do three of these tonight. Let's let's go ahead and uh drop the second Deer Sea Hustle. All right, we have three, so we'll see if time permits. But all right, here's number uh two here. Sea Hustle, I hooked up with a coworker and now people found out. I'm dealing with seemingly constant chops busting and bullying from management and coworkers. They're also body shaming the dancer in question. Do I strike back with a vengeance or just hunker down and hope it simmers to a cool? And that's from Elian in West Palm. Is this Elian Gonzalez has grown up? No, he's in Cuba. He's very proud. Oh, to be, is he back? Okay. He's very proud to be a Cuban. Yeah, very proud. And he's happy with the decision. So I think everyone's okay. out. Shout to him. Um, Yes, you definitely lay low and try to let it simmer to a cool. And you have to address the fact that how did everybody find this out? Like, you weren't supposed to tell people, you know, like maybe there's one or two people you can tell, but maybe people just found out because you were driving them to and from work or whatever the case. But chances are, it's probably just smaller people trying to make themselves feel bigger by giving you a hard time. And if they do not find this particular young lady conventionally attractive, that is their prerogative. But there's no, there's no kink shaming in Joe Biden's America. And... Uh, there's no body shaming either. You have to be body positive, especially if you're working in the sex industry. Um, that's, that's the sex industry, uh, adult entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to be body positive. So that sounds kind of paradoxical. So I would, you know, keep that in mind that maybe you're not dealing with a rational um, foe when it comes to this bullying. It's just not rational. So. But yeah, I'm but sorry you're going through that. What yeah, were you going to say? Well, yeah, it sucks. And I, I'm just wondering what the, uh, the, the shaming kind of involves. I mean, is it like snickering or is it like calling the person fat or something? Or like, Yeah, probably just like she's not attractive. How could you like do that or, you know, um, whatever. Well, probably stuff like, like that. Wouldn't that kind of be like a reflection on them if they have – Oh, I don't know. I guess not. I Look, yeah, as long as you guys are not doing anything appropriate on company property yeah, or as on long company as it's time, all board, it's all good. I'm company property, good. company time. As long as everybody's, you know, doing their job while they're on company property and on company time, then it's all good. But I hope it does simmer to a cool. And in the future, you got to try to use as much discretion as you possibly can. It's good. Uh, do you want to do the third one or not? Yeah, yeah, let's rock it. All right, let's do it. All right. See, Hustle, there's a mother-daughter duo that keeps coming into <laughs> did our club. Did you scream these? What's that? 
<laughs> Come on, man. Here, I mean, well, this is who's writing in. What am I doing? Okay, about? fine, fine. Go. They want to be heard. These people want to be heard. <laughs> All right, see, Hustle, there's a mother-daughter duo that keeps coming into our club. I feel like they are really into my DJ style. They often tip me generously for super basic requests and linger in slash around the booth in touchy-feely manners. Oh I'm not God. trying to pull a stiffler here, but I'm not uninterested in the daughter. Just that mama is a little too Tiger Queen Cougar status. <laughs> Please advise. And that's from, uh, and they say sincere, sincerely, uh, Angel in Cleveland or Angel in Cleveland. Angel sure. in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. So, what, they, what are they supposed to listen? Do? It doesn't sound like either one of them is like long term relationship material, so that's fine. But, like, you definitely want to keep that in mind. Like, I don't think you're gonna like make a you know, sort of a <clears throat> domesticated girlfriend situation out of like the daughter who comes into the strip club with her mom. Uh, at least that wouldn't work for me. Let me not say, you know, but uh, just tell her, yeah, straight up say, Hey, you know, everything's cool. You know, I think, you know, your mom's awesome, but um, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you, you know? And then if she says, Oh, you know, we come in a package or whatever. And that's now we're doing like, you know, Skinamax storylines or something here, but just people should just try to be upfront as much as they possibly can. And also you might want to just not do anything because if they are tipping you generously to do basic stuff, you don't want to like do something that's going to make it weird if yeah. they're regulars. It's true. Tiger queen cougar status yeah she's a little too no it's just that mama is a little too tiger queen yeah as if as if there's a tiger queen status geiger counter and she <laughs> just she just edged over the uh the tolerance level yeah yeah just to she's she's into the red that's good she's pushed out of the yellow so yeah i mean listen you see it you know people come in and i always think that's a little weird like parent child adult entertainment i don't personally get you know um sometimes you have like wedding parties and wedding after parties i think there's kind of like a wholesome way to sort of do that but it's just kind of sort of weird you know it's i guess people would even maybe use the word taboo but some people are into taboo stuff you know like I hate to say it, but I mean, there's a lot of weird people in America. Yeah, whatever, man. Do your thing. I mean, yeah, to an extent, you know, also, but just don't mess up your job. I mean, listen, being a strip club DJ is like being a backup quarterback. Like, you're like the most popular guy in town, you know, but you're the most popular guy in town in that environment. Like, Chad Henney, it probably worked out for him because he runs a two-minute drill on the scout team anyway. You know what I'm saying? So he comes into that actual situation, the two-minute drill yeah, against means, the Browns. Yeah. He runs that. But, like, you might be the man sitting in your DJ booth playing fucking Return of the Mac. But once it's time to, like, actually, like, give someone a ride home or, like, entertain people at your house 
or go out to dinner in public, you know, you might not have as much success. So just be grateful for the success you have. And maybe don't try to be too overly ambitious with Stacy's mom. There you go. But you could definitely play Stacy's mom. That would probably be a big hit. That'd be key. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't play a lot of cornball shit like that, but in a situation like that, it sounds like it might be a little bit okay, even if it's like a little tongue-in-cheek, on-the-nose, you know, type of dealership. That's right. All right, so we had a little NFL preview there, but do you want to do Jeff Passon? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So what is actually going on? Because I, I, all I read was that Jeff Passon called in and defended ESPN's reporting of the story. And I'm assuming that the question was basically like, hey, did they know about this in 2017 and they didn't report it? Is that what happened? Uh, you're muted, by the way. Which happens all the time in New York. Isaiah Thomas sexual harassment with MSG was suppressed for a long time and, you know, probably only came out because it was egregious and, you know, it was reported on eventually by the New York media and Isaiah didn't, he wasn't like super good friends with everyone. There's been a couple other situations. I mean, Joe Namath tried to kiss a sideline reporter. Was that Susie Colbert? Was it? Yeah, we all, we all remember that for, you know, Joe Willie. Uh, I believe Brett Favre's sexting took place while he was on the Jets, right? Absolutely. So, listen, I don't know if this stuff has uh, more of a prelicuity. What am I looking to say there? Prelicuity? To happen? Proclivity? Predilection? Yeah. If it's more likely to happen in New York or if people are just getting caught more often because per capita there's like a higher chance of media sort of discovering in New York. But these things seem to happen and they seem to happen to sort of the bum franchises. They don't happen to the Yankees and to the Giants. They happen to the Jets. But is what I said accurate? That they probably knew about it in 2017. Sure. I'm sure that if someone is reporting that it was out there, it probably was an open secret, just like Dominique Strauss-Kahn or Donald Sterling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, the thing that's just is kind of curious to me is, like, the media will go above and beyond to report on something. Like, they will go, and Adam Schefter, for instance, will tweet out a medical record, right? Like, in the J- Jonathan, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul thing, when he hurt his hand. Like, that's weird to me that they would go, Oh yeah, well this story, but because like, but like the thing is, is like you can be developing a story, you can be working on a story, right? So there's not like, there's no like set timetable that is acceptable or not acceptable. It's like I understand that, but it's just weird to me that the media who bends over backwards for inside scoops and exclusives would sit on this. That's weird. I mean, listen, man, the fucking Wilpons were weird people. They um, they borrowed money, you know, from the MLB to to keep the franchise. They they stratified, you know, the franchise. Um, they were affected by the Madoff scandal. Wow. Who knows? You know, maybe they said, "Hey, 
this Madoff thing to hit us hard. We can't afford, you know, do us this favor. And it's like, who had the information? You know, the, the, the Mets have their own, they have SNY, you know, they have their own network. So was it like SNY people knew? Well, are they going to report it? I mean, that's probably a conflict of interest, obviously. No, but I think it was being reported that Mina Kimes had been working on the story since 2017. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true or not. That's why I hadn't read much about it. I just, I, just... I believe it. I mean, she's the type of person that that is about, you know, equality in the workplace and is someone who you know, kind of just does the job, you know? So I find her to be pretty credible personally. Totally. But if she knew about it, then why not report it? Like, I don't know the reasons why I'm just, I'm wondering if anybody has offered any substantiation. Yeah. Perhaps a lack of final substantiation. If Mina Kimes is a real journalist, she might be a two-source gal. So maybe she couldn't yeah. get the second source on the record. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just have a hard time. When people start throwing the journalistic ethics uh, words around, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't think there are ethics in journalism anymore at all. So I, like, to me, that's, that's a weird excuse for not publishing something or not reporting something because they've reported on shit that wasn't true. They've reported on stuff that wasn't true before. Who? ESPN. Well, they've reported thousands of stories. So well, yeah. yeah. And but, sometimes what? they're given bad information. I understand they get burned. I understand that, but like, it's still to me, that's just weird. That's a weird excuse to give. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. The Mets are weird. You know, the yeah. Mets, should have not had the guy around anymore. It's fucking crazy, but whatever, you know, good riddance, I guess. And I also 2017 is like, I mean, I think the burner Twitter account, Brian Colangelo, I think that story developed over a couple of years. R. Kelly developed over a couple of years, a couple yeah, of decades. Yeah, and some of the stories require it, but th this particular story, at least what I've seen, and again, like I'm not claiming to know all the details of this, uh, basically said like this happened in 2017 like this yeah this happened it wasn't like it, it wasn't like it developed over six years it was this happened this was an incident that happened then it was over right like it didn't happen again yeah i mean there's also a um there's also kind of like a boys club you know of like mike breen mike francesa you know, Joe Beningo had a had a sexual uh, harassment allegation, suspension, that uh, I think actually might have, you know, resulted in him not extending his career a little longer. He was old anyway, but he retired. Um, like I said, Isaiah Thomas, sexual harassment. I mean, there's a, a long history of this kind of like, sort of casting couch mentality amongst the, you know, Manhattan elite, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, I mean, where's Epstein from? I mean, that just know? sucks if you're, if, you're, if you're the reporter. Like, you're just trying to do your fucking job, man. Like, well, and also, kinda, like, first of all, sucks. you... I, I understand he's a psycho for sending 62 messages, but if that's my girl, 
I'm like, we're blocking that number after like the third message. Yeah, I, but then, she, but she probably was like, well, if I do that, then he'll get pissed and try to like, you know, stonewall me if I'm trying to do my like. He'll deny okay. me access to the, then to the locker I'll, room. Then yeah. I'll I'll figure something else out, you know. But you're not gonna be. I'm just saying, like you'd be like, even if it was the usually it's the other way around. Say, say I. I cover a WNBA team and the, the general manager is a lady and she's, she's sexting me and I'm in a relationship. My girl, I would expect my girl to be like, yo, we're not doing this. We're not doing 62 of these. We're after like the third one, we're shutting it down. It's easy. It's called block. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. block. That's the features right there. Yeah. That's just, I don't know, man. That just sucks for, pretty much everybody involved i'm not and i want to make it clear that i am not victim blaming i just no no no, would not i just personally would not have let it go 62 messages because even if you need it for like evidence or whatever like for me personally my mental health would come at a higher cost than having a bunch of messages to blackmail somebody well, like, so here's the deal. So what, let's, what if we compared it to like a, a manager of a club or something and doing that to you, wouldn't you be like, what am I supposed to do? Because you're kind no, of, but that's like, I have to see them she, every day. she doesn't, she doesn't work for the team though. No, I know. What but was if, her role? What was her role exactly? I thought she for, was covering for, the Mets for a specific publication. For I, could, SMY? I, I could be, I could be wrong. I could Can be we wrong. confirm pretty please? Well, I don't know. I didn't. I, I just heard about this. I just heard, read about this. An article. If she was working for SNY, Sports Illustrated. If she was working for SNY, that's one thing. Simultaneously, this would be like if she's just a reporter, though. It would be like I'm the nightlife reporter for you know South Florida. This is just yes. It's one of the managers of one of the bigger clubs in town. But I don't need to be cool with this person. You know, it's not the difference between, you know, life or death or making a living and not making a living. And if she doesn't work for SNY, then definitely he can't fire her. He probably couldn't fire her anyway. I mean, just because you work for the Mets doesn't mean you can get someone fired for SNY. I mean, yes, they're connected, but they're not like, it's not like a lateral, you know, chain of command. Yeah, this is actually a really good point. Uh, so, I'm, well, I'm reading the New York Post, so I don't know what you think about that. But uh, this, it's talking about, it's, it's basically exactly what I said. So it's, it's, they're saying that ESPN sat on this story. They've been, they began, they actually, I guess this is acknowledged, that they began working on it in 2017. And Jeff Passan is basically going, look, man, I was. She even- worked for the Cubs. Sorry, continue. Okay. And he's basically saying, uh, like, hey, we have to protect our sources. Stories develop. We can't just, like, report immediately. If so- you know, it's like this stuff takes time. And he's like, so anybody who's, who <laughs> thinks this idea uh, that reporting four and a half years after the incident happened has any less importance should shut up, basically. And then. Carton says, okay, that's cool, but my issue is 
not about protecting the victim. Of course we protect the victim. He said, issue is, quote, that Passan endorsed Porter, said he had the perfect, quote, temperament for NYC, knowing he was a stalker and had harassed a woman. That's a pretty good point. They never should have let Carton out of jail either. No, and then, and then Passan's response wasn't, yo, I, 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 I can understand what you're saying. He says, no, I didn't even start. I, look, I've, they've been doing, I didn't even start working at ESPN until like a year and a half ago. So give me a break. <laughs> that's kind of bullshit. Like, that's bullshit. If he really did say, he said he had the perfect, quote, temperament for New York City, knowing what he knew, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's legit for somebody to go, dude, my issue is this. And I don't, I, and Passon basically goes, I didn't even work at the company when they started on this. I'm just, it would be like, like reverse bullshit. slander. It would be like reverse libel. You're yeah. basically lying positively about someone. Well, yeah, I just don't understand what, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like basically like if you had knowledge that a murder was going to happen or like that a murder happened, you didn't say anything and you were just like, no, it's cool. Like you're kind of like you kind of enabled some more sh- bad shit to happen. So like, well, let's not compare unwanted sexting to murder. No, but I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying if you had knowledge of something like that, and you're endorsing someone with that knowledge, and when you knew it was a possible liability for someone else, that's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. And this lady worked for the Cubs, so there's no <clears throat> there's no reason why. You know, he doesn't have any leverage over any real leverage over her. He can try to invent leverage by banting. You mean? <clears throat> no, the guy who got fired. Oh, Jared the GM. Porter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has no real leverage. He can try to invent it and be like, oh, I have stories and shit. But it's not like he's like, oh, you have to accept these dick pics or I'll fire you. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I just, I have to, I can't imagine how awkward that would be if you had to see that guy all the time at your job. Like, right, but you don't because you work for the Cubs. You play what? like twice a year. Oh, really? I mean, that's I mean, not like diminishes it at all, but uh, it's just that, I guess that kind of does change things a little bit in that sense. I just, some women have this thing where they kind of blank. A lot of people blank on common sense a lot of time, but specifically, I feel like women could help themselves earlier and they kind of just blank on the ability to kind of just block people. Like, how does this guy even have your number to begin with? Like, is it on a list? I mean, we work together. You want to send me something, send me an email. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to be texting my, my, like, my, I mean, I'm not even a possessive or a jealous person, but like, you know, I don't text like a lot of people. So if there's something going on, it's going to be a reason. It's not going to be someone sexting me. I don't want sex from, they're going to get blocked like very quickly. It's just like common sense to me. So I don't really get that part. But fuck this guy, obviously. I mean, it looks, I don't know, I'm just, this is, obviously, I'm looking. And Passon is a loser, dude. He's never impressed me. Dude, Jeffrey? 
I mean, he's I never he's, impressed. I was, th- I never had a problem with him, but I, when he says this, I, I don't know. It kind of looks, makes him, doesn't make him look that good. To I've me, never, I've never I liked him. I've never, anytime if I've looked at something, we got Jeff passing, I'm not listening to it. Well, there, that's his, uh, you know, the consequence for him for having done his actions. Yes. All right. So Baltimore Ravens. All right. What do you want? Here's what I think. I think next year, J.K. Dobbins just takes a bigger role in the offense. And about the Gus bus, man? The Gus bus was great. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, Gussie? What, what do you see here? Just Lamar another year gets a little bit better and, you know, take it from there? Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. So if you look at Lamar's numbers from this season, he did not throw for 3,000 yards, but he threw for 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions for wow. a rating of 99.3. That's pretty good. Which is pretty good, right? And he also rushed for over 1,000 yards, right? That's pretty darn good. And think about this. Their top receiver is, is Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. Who's not a, he's not a number one receiver on an NFL team yet. I don't. Th- I wouldn't consider him that. I think he'd be like a pretty solid number two, on a lot of yeah, teams. Yeah, like a slot guy. So I I did see some uh, chatter regarding Allen Robinson liking a tweet that suggested he go to the Ravens. Interesting. So I was like, that would be awesome because Allen Robinson is unbelievable. He puts up numbers with Trubisky. If you're putting up numbers with Trubisky and Foles as your two quarterbacks, I, it's like DeAndre Hopkins. No matter what. Every year, even when they had the worst quarterbacks, he's getting 100 catches or, you know, 10 touchdowns, whatever, 1,000 yards, whatever. He's getting it. He's getting it done. So, I don't know. But hopefully they can get they can bring in somebody who'd be a true difference maker or, or one of the guys that is already there, like, uh, you know, Boykin or something like that steps up and makes a leap in uh, his production and ability, you know. And other than that, you're fine with it. You're just like yeah. I mean, like, it's look, all good. It was a weird year. Uh, there was a you couple- guys. Baltimore suffered from coronavirus sanctions and ripple effects more than the average team. Yeah, it was it was not a, a normal season by any means. But I'm not like I mean, obviously, I look at it and think like if if you're the Ravens, if you're in the front office or you're a GM or a coach or whatever, you'd be like, look, Lamar, you're awesome. We are fully invested in you. The city loves you, but you have to get a little bit better. You have to play well. I think he will. And I think he will. And I don't think that's something he's going, yeah, you think I'm trying not to play great in these these big games? Like, you know, come on. He's trying his ass off. But it just – there has to be a little bit different. Now, whether that's a coaching adjustment, uh, a scheme change, or whatever, maybe maybe you need that too. I don't know. But he has to do a little bit better. And it's it's really interesting to me to – Think about what think about what Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, the, the going rate for a franchise quarterback is now. I mean, it's so much money; it's unbelievable. Dak Prescott got franchise; he got what, like thirty-two million or something. Yeah. Like, think about that. If Dak Prescott got thirty-two million dollars for this season, what is Lamar Jackson worth? He's worth more than that. Yeah, he's... I have to think. I mean, I I think Dak is. I mean. You could definitely argue he's better than Lamar. I I think you could argue that, but I mean, 
Lamar won an MVP. <laughs> like, what? You can't like, you can't deny that. That's an. Un- he I think Dak is a better passer, but I yeah, think Lamar yeah. is a better player. Yeah, he's. I, I would rather have. I, maybe it's just because I love Lamar, but I mean, I'd rather. No, have I'm. Him. I'm pretty objective, and I feel comfortable saying. And Dak is not a great passer. He's. He's. But he's a little better. Yeah, he's. He's. And, and as he's got a, a passer. Good- but I think Lamar question. Jackson is one of the best football players in the whole league. Absolutely. Like just football players. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, I think uh, receiver. And then I think, I, I mean, the one thing I kind of know, or at least this is what it seemed to me watching the game, and I'm not sure if the stats reflect this or not, but it just seemed like they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. So Buffalo is good, man. Yeah, I know. Buffalo is really good. Uh, really good. Buffalo but, might go to the Super Bowl, dude. They really might go. Is Mahomes, is Patty Mahomes going to play? I mean, here's the thing, dude. What was going on with that? Because was that Mahomes saying, hey, NFL, you should have thrown a flag here and I'm going to make a statement, kind of like LeBron, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay down for a while. and Or do you think he actually got asphyxiated? No, I think he got messed up because I saw some stuff that said like he had nerve damage in his neck. <laughs> like that is uh, that is terrible. Like that's significant. That's nothing to scoff at. Even though I just laughed, I- I'm just saying. Like you know, it's it's like holy shit. So I don't know. I don't know what what actually happened to him. I don't know if he's has he cleared concussion protocol. Can you clear it that fast? I mean, he was wobbling on when he after he got up. Like, That's probably why they're saying he got choked out because they don't want him. They don't want him to be in the high end concussion protocol because the high end one I don't think you can clear in seven days. Damn, I don't know. So that's going to be because I, I mean I got to be. I think the Bills will kill the Chiefs if. If Mahomes doesn't play. I think they're actually kind of like the same team. They're like even with Henny. They're I mean, both Henny, just like. Henny's, I, I would feel pretty comfortable if Chad Henny was the backup quarterback. I think Allen is better than Henny, but Henny has a better team around him. So, yeah. I mean, and also you have to look for the Honey Badger to make a, do have a difference making play in this game. Yeah, I hope so, man. I love watching the Honey Badger play. You, what do you use your ideal Super Bowl matchup right now? Mm. KC, Tampa. Packers versus Kansas City, probably with Mahomes. You want the All State Bowl? Yeah. It's so lame. It's so good. It's obviously Bucks, Buffalo, dude. Fuck Tom Brady. Or that, that team Bucks, is not even that good. Their defense played pretty great. Can we talk? Do you think if Jameis starts and plays the whole game, New Orleans wins? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. How easy did he make that throw look? The one it throw was, he did. That was awesome. He made it look like he was like with his cousin at Thanksgiving. I mean, it was so effortless. That's actually the thing from any given Sunday, is it? When Jamie Foxx is yeah. like when they have the dinner and he's like, it's like you're out like, there yeah. in the backyard. <laughs> he's like, hey, then you gonna tell me to? Throw it like my mom calling me for dinner, right? He's like, fuck you, Al Pacino. He's like, you just like a GM that wanted to make me a cornerback because I got good feet. First of all, that movie is underrated. Oh, I love it, man. I saw that. How amazing would a sequel to that movie be where now Jamie Foxx is the the older quarterback 
and Dennis Quaid is the head coach and Al Pacino is the GM of the expansion franchise in Arizona. And then who's coming up to pressure? And there's like a young, there's like a new quarterback. It's like, you know, Robert Pattinson and Michael B. Jordan or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And and Jamie is like on his way out, you know, and he has to like do the the Dennis Quaid thing. But, you know, they're in in like Zona. You love that Cappy? It's honestly, dude, it might be the best performance of Dennis Quaid's career. What about? It might be the best performance of any Quaid. Who the quid? No, the I quid love. Dog. I love me some. Uh, what's the crazy one? Randy Quaid or Randy uh, Quaid? It was he in Fargo. Uh, I think he I'm got jiggy sure. and. But he's in he's in uh, Independence Day. Boogie Nights. Oh yeah, Randy. Yeah, he's the Rand dog. The Rand. Who Rand? Yeah. So hopefully the Ravens. Uh, I don't know. What do you think the Ravens are going to draft? What do you think they're? They'll doing? probably take a receiver if there's someone good available, and maybe they'll trade up and they'll try to get someone like really explosive because Lamar's shown that he can he can sling it around. I think he's just gonna get better at making reads and progressions more quickly, and um, you know just making because it's like any type of throw he can make it. I think he just has to you know make the throw like in practice and like develop that you know part of the offense that pattern that throw and make that throw a bunch of times and he can he can then go and make it um i think he's more like that he's not like a guy who can just sort of approximate stuff like if he was like a golfer he'd be like okay this is like the seven at like 70 percent you know fading he's not like a guy who just kind of grabs the club and can feel which is fine because he gives you so much stability as far as handling the football, not turning the football over for the most part. But I feel like even when he's had some turnovers, it's like they're almost kind of asking him to force something because it's that time of the game. It's like this throw is either going to get through or it's not. And if it doesn't, if it's even it's incomplete pass, the game's over anyway. Yeah. What about um, this James Harden trade? All right, so break it down for me. What did they give up? Basically, they gave up Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and four actual draft picks and three pick swaps. Got it. Uh, And I think that's everything. Also, did you not hear that Karis LeVert, they found a tumor? Dude, doesn't it? That happens like once every like 10 years, right? You hear about Uh, that, that a guy gets a physical in a trade. There was another one that was like kind of a famous one that I can't remember. It was like the second most famous instance of that. Was it Alonzo Mourning? He could have been Zoe Dog. Could have been Bosch. But yeah, which maybe. wasn't with a trade, but it was just a standard, you know. Yeah. Physical or whatever, because uh, LeBron was leaving and they were about to like give him a big contract. But yep. dude, and listen, shout out to Karis Levert. It's a Michigan guy, you know. Um, he carried Michigan to the 2014 national championship against vampire Patino <laughs> and they forfeited that championship and Michigan played in the final. So I consider that a win for them. I think you have to, I know dude. Right. It's like, what the hell if they get, if they are disqualified for whatever reason that I, that's the that's team it. that was playing them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So NCAA champion Karis LeVert, there you have it. And Bang. He seems like a decent enough guy. He didn't like. I think he's good. I think he's really good. First of all, he's had a couple fifty-point games. 
Um, he got a nice extension contract, but it's not like it's not over the you top. know it's not unfair, but it's 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 not you know crazy. And also, he demonstrated that he could go out and he could play well amidst all the rumors swirling, and be a professional and not you know start talking shit. And even if he was going to talk shit, he showed he could play well. So not only did he not talk shit, but he played well. So yeah, hopefully it's all of, right. Props for that. Hopefully they can just snip it right out, man. Because I think, I think he could be like the leading scorer on a conference finals team, and potentially could be like the second leading scorer on a on an NBA finals team. Yeah, that should be. I, I, I'm rooting for him big time. So I'm, I'm just glad that they found that. And he's like, I can't believe, like, shit. I, you know, That's the like, first thing you he hear said, him say. He said something like, man, you know, like yeah, I heard this the rumors and stuff, me. but this might be the best thing ever, you know? Yeah, he That's said it might have saved me. And it's, well, it's crazy because you never hear Karis LeVert talk. I know. I don't and know. I don't even know what thing, he's Yeah. The one thing you hear him say is, you know, I'm grateful or whatever. It's like, oh, all right, humble dude. I'm pretty um, pretty big fan of his. They're they're thin because here's the lineup is um is Jeff Green, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. <laughs> so if anybody gets injured, they're screwed. It's a big problem. So what they need is they need someone off the buyout market. Yeah, yeah. To come and play about like center. Isaiah Thomas. Or they need to make a trade. No, they don't need another guard or, or scoring, I don't think. They have Joe Harris. Um, Joe Harris actually might even play over uh, Jeff Green. And uh, now that I think about it. And then they might even, maybe they try to make a secondary trade with Houston to get P.J. Tucker or something. But I don't think this constitution of the Nets this year will be able to defeat a Lakers team with home court advantage. I think oh, maybe yeah, the following yeah. year, you know, when they, if they make another addition or if they make a trade, because there's big men out there. Look, they could get JaVale McGee, Andre Drummond. Um, there's a couple other uh, guys who might be available. You know, Vujicic, it looks like Orlando's going to go in the tank. Uh, who's actually kind of an underrated player, my guy Vucevic. Oh, he's awesome, dude. Yeah, he's pretty good, right? Yeah. In he's, Orlando. He's, he's, he's been awesome for six years, seven years. Also, I wanted to mention, uh, dude, Canada's uh, basketball team. They're awesome. Dude, they should win a medal because it's going to be Jamal Murray, Shea Gillis-Alexander, Nikhil Alexander, and then like Tristan Thompson, Kelly Olenek. And they have a couple other guys. Andrew Wiggins. Too. They have Andrew yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins. Dude, Wiggins is playing really well this year. I'm, you got to give it to I'm him. Happy, they, I'm happy to see that. They, the people would have told you that Ubre and Wiggins were like on the same level. And I think Wiggins has shown clearly that he is the second best scorer on, on the team. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this is the other thing I wanted to mention. I don't want to see how many assists you had anymore. Show me how many points you assisted on. You mean like you were involved in a play that Say led to points? you have – no, we're playing hoops, right? Yeah. Say you have nine assists and they were all to Shaq for a two-point basket. Mm-hmm. Your assist total is 18. 
I had seven assists. They all went to Steph for three-pointers. My assist total is 21. You know? So you're basically further Show me that. Show me the actual effect on the game. Yeah. Well, doesn't like plus-minus and all that kind of take that into account? Sure. But that's a way of kind of bringing plus-minus more mainstream without... The other thing is that sucks about plus minus is it kind of throws players under the bus. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't need that on my Sports Center ticker, but I want to know how many points Ben Simmons assisted on. You know, yeah, fuck, yeah. he could have had a four point play as one of them. You know, okay, like, so you're not saying necessarily you're not you're not trying to bring in the hockey assist. You're just saying if if it's we're going to do assists, we should just do how many points resulted from yeah. that assist. Okay. Yeah, because I think. It makes a big difference because, like, Ben Simmons, for example, I think he's number one in threes assisted on. No shit. Yeah, or, like, very close. That's awesome. He's, like, up there, you know, top five. Yeah. Well, he doesn't shoot any, so. Uh, yeah, he's, he's always passing it, but, hey, that's, that's pretty sweet. And I just, you know, I feel like it'd be more effective stat because you- there's a lot of threes going up. So it could be, like, a ten-point difference in same amount of assists. Comparable yeah, amount yeah, of assists. yeah. No, that's true. Do you think, uh, are, in terms of your who you think is the front runner right now? Do you th- do you think the Lakers are who you'd bet on to win it all? Yeah, barring injury, um, if they maintain their course and they have home court advantage throughout the playoffs, I just think that when you go um, Schroeder, Caldwell Pope, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol. If everybody's healthy, that's tough to be. And you're bringing off the bench. You're bringing Caruso, Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Wes Matthews. Oh, Wes Matthews? No shit. And um, oh, I was thinking of Wesley Johnson. Sorry. He, he and this him. guy, Taylor Horton Tucker, who I'm like, I'm not saying he's like awesome, but if he's like your tenth man, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, dude, Alex Caruso started a finals game. He started game six last year. Yeah. He's coming He's coming off the bench. So, I think they have to be the favorite. And I think the year of continuity. And Schroeder is also just so perfect because he has this chip on his shoulder. He's like, hey, I was the number four pick in the draft, you know? For a reason. He's, he's really yeah. good. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a reason I'm here and, you know, I can play with Kyrie. I can play with Harden. You know, I can play with Steph, even though Golden State swept the rug out from under them uh, last night. Yeah. Golden State is kind of interesting this year because uh, they're, they're not bad, you know, but um, they're just – they're just different and like it's like a real challenge but they're gonna be in the mix you know and i would i would honestly i would be i would consider them the second most dangerous team in the west wow so i think at this point it's clear that they're gonna be in the playoffs Hmm, interesting they're not gonna miss they're not gonna miss it you know they beat the lakers at home last night with everybody playing you know two nights ago they're not gonna miss the playoffs and who do you trust more like if i told you it was Laker. It was it was Clippers Warriors six three in the first round. Hmm. That would be fun. 
You would be a confident Clippers fan? Hell no. You'd be shaking in your boots. I don't boots. know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, we got to see how this this plays out over the course of the season, how everything develops, and like you said, injuries, if they occur. Uh, you know, we got a lot of ball games left to uh, <laughs> to see before. I mean, not that many, man. We're almost 20 games in, and it's only a 70-game season, so we're almost like a third of the way in. Yeah, yeah. But you could say there's still two-thirds. We're like 15, 15 games. But also a lot of trends are holding true from last season, you know, because, like, they just stopped playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Denver is supremely diminished. Phoenix is fake. They're full of shit. Like, I think you're looking at Philadelphia and Brooklyn in the East and the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors in the West. Yeah, that sounds about right. What about the Celtics? No. No, you're not a believer? If they made a trade for Harrison Barnes, maybe they could get to the conference finals. Yeah. They need, like, another pure shooter. And I still don't really like their big men enough for conference finals level competition. Like, 2021 Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice is just... Like, if they were to make a trade for, like, for another center... Like, or if they were to make a trade, dude, think about it. Kevin Love is on the Cavs. Oh my gosh, man! Like he could swing a piece, you know. Like, say, say Brooklyn were to trade for Kevin Love, or Milwaukee, you know, or God forbid, Golden State. Yeah, he should go to Milwaukee. That would be interesting. I mean, that would be pretty sweet, dude. Golden Cleveland is like they have Javale. They have Andre and they have Kevin Love. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? And they have Larry Nance. Yeah. They're like, yeah, bully ball. We're like super boomer, like boomer generation. Well, what do you think about uh, DeAndre Jordan? I mean, how, what level? I think if he's healthy, I think, yeah, sure. He could be the starting center on on a finals team. I'm not sure he can be the starting center on a team that wins the finals. Didn't he make first-team All-NBA, like, a few years ago? not sure if he was first-team All-NBA. He might have been first-team All-Defense, and he might have been All-NBA, like, second or third. But, yeah, he, he I think he might have started the All-Star game at center. and Yeah, he was tight, man. I mean, he's still fine, and I think he has a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he can have, like, a Dwight Howard year, like how Dwight had a year last year where people were like, oh, he's fucked up, and then it's like, no. He can actually be give you a really nice contribution over twenty four minutes. That's what we're looking for for DeAndre twenty four minutes. Yeah, I mean, should we just bet on Nets Lakers finals? That would be pretty sweet. I mean, it's probably what it's going to be, right? Yeah. Did you see it tonight? Kevin had like thirty seven, Kyrie had thirty four, and Harden had a triple double. Holy shit! That's on. I mean, this is the Cavs. Yeah, he was he was All NBA first team 2016. Half decade. So he is a two two time NBA All Defensive First Team, two time All NBA Third Team, one time All NBA First Team, two time uh, rebounding leader. That's what you're looking for is for him to have his Dwight the year that Dwight had with the Lakers last year. You know, can he? Can he? you know, just kind of be like 80% of that 2015 year for 22 minutes a game. 
And I think he probably can. You know, these guys, they know how they're like, you know, musicians. They know when they're in a decent band versus when they're in like a, you know, this is like one of this singer is probably going to overdose within the next like five years. This is like, (laughs) so you're saying they've got a sense for it. It's like, yeah, I think Kyrie is your, you know, uh, Cobain here, you know, he's your, he's your Kanye Irving. Hmm. How amazing is it that someone said that, uh, uh, Kevin Durant went from the Splash Brothers to the Hatch Brothers. <laughs> Which I don't think Kevin, Kyrie and Harden even have like huge weed-smoking reputations. But still, I think that's just because Kyrie's woke and James Harden likes to like, you know, be around the party. You better believe it. Dude, how funny is like James Harden's like strip club thing is like, it's actually like looking at the butts. It's not even like the alcohol or like, you know, he just really likes like the going to the club and throwing the money at like the butts. Damn. You gotta love him. He's the beard, you know? Dude, I heard like strippers are like really stressed out in Houston. Why? Because he's leaving. Oh shit! Probably because he was dude, responsible for so much of their like. Dude, think about it. He has earned, uh, like, I think before like taxes and agent fees, like three hundred million dollars from oh, uh, Adidas and NBA contracts. Well, how much do you think he spends when he each time he goes out to the club? They said he comes with honey buns, like multiple hundred thousand stacks. Holy shit! <laughs> But that could be, like, for everyone for the whole night, you know? So it's like it's like a seven-hour party, and that's, like, you know, 250 grand for, like, you know, 35 girls, and then, like, the entire bar staff, and, you know? He basically throws, like... I mean, that's got to be so valuable for them. Oh, my God, dude. And, uh, and it can be the type of thing where, like... Because you have different type of girls, right? Like, you have girls who who uh, they could make like five grand and they'll go back to work the next night, you know? And then you have girls like, like me, like if I was like, if I were to make like $10,000 DJ and I could afford to take like a month off, I would, you know? Totally. So you have a lot of girls who like, they might only work, you know, once or twice a month or a quarter, because if you can make, you know, 20, 30 racks in one night, you can just kind of chill. Yeah, it's crazy, man. He's the best. And everyone acts, we can just close on this since we've uh, dovetailed, as they say, in the business into a strip club topic. Um, Barstool's making all these jokes about all the clubs. There's James Harden is going to be going to Starlet's in Ozone Park. It's the main urban club that's like, you know, Ozone Park is like basically kind of the border of Howard Beach and Brooklyn. Queens and Brooklyn sort of the high, the high border. It used to be called starlets and then it was perfections. And I think now it's the title changes, but it's in ozone park. And that's the one where like they play, you know, pop smoke and like Bobby Shmurda and Casanova, like, you know, all the dirty versions. That's the one where like I've hung out before when like, like Jim Jones from Dipset was there and stuff. No shit. 
So that's the one he's going to be at. He might, he might visit some of the other ones, but James Harden is not going to be at like scores in Manhattan listening to like Bon Jovi. Okay. Trust me. He's not, <laughs> he's going to be listening to little baby on the border of Brooklyn. I promise you. Yeah. They're like super tight, right? Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, when I started examining that closely, I actually wondered if James Harden might not have been involved in the primary financing of Little Baby's career because his career has exploded over the past, like, three years, basically, you know? Yeah. So if he and James Harden are, like, they're basically, it seemed like they were like you and me. Like, they were, like, really good friends. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't happen overnight. So James Harden might have, like, discovered him. Who knows, dude, Little Baby might have tasked a dancer with bringing little baby's music to James Harden's attention in a VIP room, you know, and just like Machiavelli like the entire situation. It's amazing. It really is. All right. So any parting thoughts? Uh, excited for the uh, games this weekend and uh, excited for NBA to keep ramping up. And uh, yeah, if nothing else, you and I will, we'll either do a Super Bowl preview or a Super Bowl reaction. How about that? Yeah, that's cool. If we don't do a preview, we'll do a reaction. Shout out to Margantual, Substantial, Sports Shots, all the fans out there. Thanks to everybody. Uh, I know we got a lot of positive feedback about NADU episode. And um, thank you to you, Senor Palermo. Mucho gracia. Yeah. And uh, everybody, be safe. 2021. Um, Strip Club DJ Podcast. We out, y'all. Peace. She got a buddy.